Welcome to Sheesh Fit, a celebration of good health and an examination of holistic fitness. I'm your host, Ashish Thomas. Our current unhealthiness could be our primary mover and motivation for growth. I know a lot of people that were inspired to make a change because of how unhappy and unsatisfied they were with themselves. It doesn't matter if the going gets tough, if the fire burns hard enough. That's what really happened to start my journey. There were a couple things in my life that really pushed me to make a change. Health was number one. My body was breaking down. Being uncomfortable in my skin and feeling unattractive also added fuel. I think most importantly, I didn't respect myself. If you have for some reason lost love for yourself, if you don't like the person you are, I believe you ought to make a change. No matter where you are or what you're doing, you're always hanging out with the guy you see in the mirror. That person can be abusive and cruel, or he can be the only thing that gives you love and the will to push forward. And I think I needed that in my corner. However, it wasn't possible for me to respect myself, let alone love myself, if I was just wasting my life away. I had to make a change. So starting the process of exercising and dieting really helped me gain a greater appreciation for my character. To live life and find purpose, I have to go through friction, go through hell and back, getting bruised and beaten, because past all of that is something greater than what I, at the current moment, can comprehend. This philosophy often reminds me of David Goggins, a decorated Navy SEAL, marathon runner, and public speaker. He once said how he thought of a scenario where he died and was in the gateway to heaven to meet God. But not meeting God as the current successful version of himself. In this situation, he would be the past version of himself. The time in his life where he was out of shape, going nowhere, and had no purpose. He was just an overweight roach killer. And in this interaction between God and this version of Goggins, God shows Goggins a life he could have lived. A life where he was an athlete, a seal, and someone who was extremely influential and changed the lives of millions. I can't imagine going to heaven or whatever form of afterlife that may or may not await me and being shown by a greater power that I didn't live my best life. It's a very scary thought because that would be a tragic failure. But I think the idea that somewhere within there is a best version of ourselves that has the capability to accomplish the world and live life to the fullest is inspiring. Goggins was able to find that version of himself. He will not die an overweight roach killer. If we face obstacles and road bumps ahead in our pathway, we must get ready to move forward and overcome them to make the best version of ourselves a reality. At the end of the day, the change has to come from you. That fire has to stay alive because of your awareness of what unhealthiness is stealing from you. That being said, being gritty and wanting to change badly can only go so far. You should complement your desire to improve with smart and strategic techniques that set you up for success. So many people make mistakes and approach training wrong. I'm not saying that there is a one and only training approach, but I'm certainly saying there are hundreds of ways to not do it.
Oftentimes, I see people trying to make a complete shift to their lifestyle, but it's just not realistic to go from zero days of training per week to a full week of training. It can happen, and I'm sure many have done it, but I also know many people who have tried to do it multiple times and failed. Some completely gave up. Others go to the gym while living a generally unhealthy lifestyle. Either way, we're not going to put up effort to be inconsistent gym goers. We want to make sure that we are as consistent as we can be. But getting to that point may take some time and may take some growing. So here are a few strategies I've come up with to start off on the right foot. Feel free to make changes to these suggestions so that they work better for your personality. Obviously, everyone is different and everyone will have their own methods for getting habits down. I just want to make you aware of a plan I've come up with. The first strategy is to not make drastic overnight changes. We often try to alter everything about ourselves only to end up back at square one. We should go a little easy on ourselves and really focus on getting consistency down. Now, I reached a point where I spent a lot of my week working out and the time I put in often surprises people. Three years ago when I first started, I would have thought working out as often as I do would be depressing. I would think that the fact that I often prioritize my gym time over entertainment time was insane. So three years ago, I was very slow to get into training. I only trained twice a week, but I trained consistently. I thought twice a week was the max I could do. But as time went on and I started to pile up little victories like being able to bench or do pull-ups more easily, I started to get more invested. And as I stuck to it and saw superficial victories, like getting a bit of muscle and seeing some arm veins, that motivated me even more. So it wasn't a struggle for me to add training days to the week and work out more often. It became something I really wanted to do in order to see how far I could take things. As I added more days, I saw even more gains. And that led me to fix up my diet. And now, I won't be able to bring myself to do less. Those victories push me to continue to grow. Overall, I think training more came from the desire to get better. I certainly did have to improve my mental fortitude and make myself work hard, but I was still growing from a place of positivity and self-encouragement rather than one of fear and insecurity. Now, I'm not saying fear and insecurity have gone away after I started training. Sadly, I think that's something I will always have to deal with. However, staying positive and not going too hard on myself when I first started was very beneficial for me. I didn't completely avoid self-criticism though. I made sure to hold myself accountable when I fell short and when I was starting to revert back to bad habits. So with all that said, I think the main idea is that you should try to improve something each week and keep up the pace even if it's very slow. It may take some time, but it's worth it if you become consistent. The second strategy is to not change your diet drastically at the very beginning. It's so common to think that completely ridding yourself of junk from day one of your fitness journey is the best way to change your habits. If you're motivated enough to do this, try it. However, there's a chance that you will soon get back into the burger and milkshake lifestyle. At some point, if you don't see changes fast enough, you may lose motivation completely. This is especially true because most people 
don't know how to create a healthy meal plan. Either they unknowingly continue to eat unhealthy by taking in more calories than they think they're getting, or by following scams and fads from the fitness industry. Other people eat too little or food they don't enjoy. This is all bound to lead to failure. So before you decide on what path you want to take, consider my proposal. Think about it this way. If your weight is determined by the number of calories you consume, you have to take in fewer calories or burn some calories to reduce your current caloric intake. If we get that intake low enough to be in a deficit, we will lose weight. When we train, we are already going to burn some calories, especially if we do cardio. So by training, we already reduce our caloric intake, and we may lose some weight. Now, a lot of this depends on how much you're eating and how consistent you are with your current eating habits. However, a lot of people will see a difference in going from a completely sedentary lifestyle to a somewhat active one. If you don't see a difference, cut down on the calories a bit. Take your time with it. Start piling up those victories in the gym and keep yourself motivated. All I'm trying to say is that you shouldn't feel guilty about not making a complete change in your diet. That usually never happens. If you really want a cookie after a workout, eat one. Just keep in mind that you won't be having that cookie in one to two years time because by then you would have built up the desire to be as fit as possible. I'm also not a huge fan of jumping onto a fitness trend because it really doesn't give you the chance to create a plan that works best for you. Through the years of training, you will accrue knowledge and experience with nutrition. With that knowledge, you'll be able to construct a meal plan that is healthy and works well for you. I think that process will be a lot more reliable than hoping the next fad diet would finally get you over the hump. I think a diet that works for you is one with healthy foods that you enjoy. That means if there's something that you hate eating, replace it before you lose motivation. The diet should also have natural whole foods. Personally, I avoid most, if not all, processed or artificial stuff. This may be controversial, but I believe it's best to not go with artificial sweeteners. I'm not saying that sweeteners are bad for your health. I'm not going to even refer to any research that argues if sweeteners are healthy or not. I'm just saying this because I feel that if you have to rely on sweeteners to get you through your diet, then you haven't really gotten rid of your addiction. I'm not a dietitian, so this is just a suggestion. And if any of this doesn't seem like it's going to work for you, do something different. I also want to add that I don't consume protein powder or protein bars. However, that is best saved for a separate discussion. The last strategy is related to training, and it's something that most people rarely do. Make training as accessible as possible. You may think the only way to get fit is to work out every day and go to the gym for two hours, but I'm going to argue that you really don't need that. You can progress to that if you desire, but don't do those things thinking it's the only way. It's especially important to note, beginners will respond fairly quickly to weight training because it's a new stimulus. That means they don't have to work out as hard as an intermediate lifter to see growth. So there's no need to follow a program that an intermediate lifter would do. The goal for a beginner is to be consistent. Make the process of transitioning to a more active lifestyle 
as easy as possible. So with that, I'm going to get a little controversial. I'm going to argue that going to an actual gym is overrated. I'm not saying having a space to work out is overrated. I'm saying getting a membership to a gym in your area is overrated. We only have so much time. If we have to spend it commuting, it's less likely we would want to train. The process of getting ready and driving through traffic can be the difference between you going to the gym consistently and you quitting after a month. To add on to that, there's really no reason for beginners to go to gyms anyway because they don't need all the equipment that gyms provide. Most beginners will work with minimal resistance, so they would only need resistance bands or smaller sets of dumbbells. Now sure, there are a lot of high-quality machines that are beginner-friendly, but many of those exercises can be performed with dumbbells or resistance bands. Having a lot of exercise choices can also make the process of training unnecessarily confusing and intimidating. That's not even the worst of it. There is also the intimidation factor of seeing people that are more fit. A lot of people starting off can't even bring themselves to go to the gym because they don't feel comfortable in their bodies and don't feel comfortable being around very fit individuals. These problems will only slow down progress, so I would argue that it's best to just train at home. Personally, I train in my garage, and I'm not going to lie, it's nice. It's really nice. It consists of a squat rack, a bench, some heavy plates, two barbells, a trap bar, adjustable dumbbells, a few extra dumbbells for extra measure, lifting belts, a neck curl strap, and some squat rack add-ons to do dips. This is way more than enough. I don't have to go to the gym. In fact, I prefer working out at home due to the common inconveniences of training in a gym, such as waiting for others to finish a set or having to work in. It's safe to say I don't get anything more when training at a commercial gym when compared to training at home. Training at home greatly helped with my consistency. I hate commuting, and I don't know if I would have been able to get past long car drives to train consistently. Instead of being a long car drive, my commute consists of walking downstairs to my garage. It takes about a minute. If you're a beginner, that's very valuable. In a minute, you'll be able to get to the gym before changing your mind. In a 10 minute car ride, there's a lot of time to change your mind and head back home. That is if you're able to drag yourself out of the house in the first place. Now with all that said, before you head over to your retail store of choice, I'm not saying that you have to build up a gym like mine. This is something that I did over the course of a few years. When you start, you don't need much at all. Version one of my gym consisted of a few resistance bands, some dumbbells, and an old, barely functioning bench. Those things were more than enough for me to see gains. In fact, I could have gone away with just doing body weight training. But if you still think that going to the gym is necessary and that the abundance of equipment makes a big difference, I think you should look at it differently. Even if you could get better gains in the short term with fancy gym equipment, that is nothing compared to the habits you will build up the long-term gains you will achieve by building a consistent foundation. That being said, I understand everyone doesn't have a lot of space, but you don't need much space at all. Maybe carve out a section in your bedroom. That's all you really need if you're just going to do body weight and resistance band exercises. 
I think band training and bodyweight training will definitely lead to gains. You really don't need weights at first. If you get stronger, progressively overload, and train with high intensity, you will build muscle. Hypertrophy comes from muscle tension, so you should simply challenge your muscles every time you exercise. So experiment. Understand your body and build a foundation of strength, stability, endurance, and power.